What is up, everybody? Episode number seven coming at you. Seven, baby. We just keep adding on to the pile, just in <laughs> case you didn't hear enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we will be coming on every week, uh, minus next week. Next week, we're going to take a break for the holidays. Um, but after that, we'll pick right back up. But as of today, episode number seven, we are the Backseat Drivers. I'm Marcus Morgan, along with my co-host, Jordan Merrill. Um, and this week we decided to, uh, kind of just focus on formula one for this week. Mm -hmm. There's, there's just a lot that happened at this recent race and there's just so much we want to talk to you about. So we just want to get straight to it and go straight to F1 here in the paddock. But I guess before that, I mean, how was your week? How did, how was, how are things going (laughs) for you, man? Oh man, they're going good. Um, thing work has been, work has been busy. So uh, I'm always swamped. Yesterday was a 13-hour day with eight of those networking. So a lot of a lot of standing, a lot of talking to people, which mm-hmm. um, you know is always always a good time. You always get to meet a lot of people, but eight yeah. hours of it can get pretty rough. How about a lot of you? shaking hands <laughs> and that fun stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. Are, 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 I got a question for you though. Are you like the type of guy that goes in for the firm handshake and the elbow tap, or you got, or do you just like straight firm shake? Uh, pretty much straight firm shake. Uh, I I try to be that guy that goes for the elbow grab, but also I turn the hand over. Yeah. Like, like, no, I'm in charge of this. here. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, like maybe after like the the second or third time of me meeting them, I'll be like, Hey man, tap them on the shoulder. But, (laughs) oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you when I came down uh, this weekend for the Springs, uh, when I was uh, when I was trying to shake Cody's hand, <laughs> we went for like a fist bump and then a handshake and then like a like a like a close in like bro tap. We like went through all the cycles, but we were like one off of each other every time. <laughs> like, we couldn't figure it out. We we're like, you know what? Just like bear hug it out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Awkward handshakes are <laughs> yep, exactly. super weird. <laughs> oh, and on the way back, I missed a like a snowstorm coming through. Did you hear really? about that? Yeah. No. When, it was like a few hours after I got home. It started dumping through a veil in I-70. Man, I mean, we got we got dumped on up here. Um, we're, we're sitting at like four or five inches down by my house right now in Colorado Springs. So <laughs> did you guys get any snow today? Nothing. It was almost like a warm summer day nearly. But that's Dang. what you get this weird toilet bowl desert in the middle or western side of Colorado. yeah we got yeah five six inches of snow the high of 18 degrees so it was freezing all day any drifties today uh no not today i couldn't even get out of my driveway if i wanted to (laughs) i understand that (laughs) yeah so (laughs) today was nice stayed home from work played with the dog um echo loves the snow so she was very happy today so mm. oh and if you guys haven't met echo check out our uh, f1 live uh or it was past tense of the brazil grand prix echo <laughs> she made, does echo made an entrance. <laughs> she's my little aussie pup <laughs> she is a, a psycho but i love her <laughs> psycho crazy she never grew out of the pup and that may be a good or bad thing yeah she's happened. still a little crazy but yeah. she she's a cuddle bug for sure i love her but Brazil, Brazil, where where do we want to start? Oh man, where Sao Paulo? I, if every calendar event was just Sao Paulo over and over again, I'd be okay with it. I honestly, I mean, like the sprint was excellent, the race mm-hmm. was excellent. I mean, everything, the qualifying, even what the hell started to rain and K Mag on pole for the sprint race, like 
My goodness, Brazil was absolutely crazy. Yeah, let's start with the sprint race. It seems like the most logical place to start, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know we we both were kind of conflicted about the sprint race. You know, I, you know, have the engineering standpoint of I just think it's kind of a nuisance. But from, as a, from a viewer's perspective and being able to watch it with you in the springs, like, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, when we look back at Silverstone, Silverstone was all right. There were some good overtakes, but I mean, once we got towards the later part, it was kind of stagnant. Um, Italy this year, kind of the same thing. Um, but Brazil, I mean, if they find the right track to do it on, and there will be six sprint races next year compared to this year's three. But if they find the right tracks to do these on, I, I think Grand Slam, Grand Slam. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, I think it's a great way to keep uh, viewers into it for the entire weekend and just up their viewers and on every platform and everything possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, the, the, the growth over here in America is pretty rapid and, and pretty fast. And um, that's thanks to the Netflix series Drive to Survive, which if you haven't watched it, I would definitely check it out. But I mean, most people don't watch the Friday practices like, like you or I do, you know, most people don't watch um, mm -hmm. anything but qualifying in the race. So mm -hmm. putting qualifying on the Friday with the first practice, one race on the Saturday, and then the big race on Sunday. I mean, you get those viewers every, every day that you're, you're on the track. Right. Yeah. So it, and yeah, and I just bet overall it helps with their, you know, profitability. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you know if Drive to Survive was uh, some uh, sponsored by F1 to get done for like American viewers? Like, was once, this all strategized? Once Liberty Media took over um, back in 2017. I'm not sure if that's correct. But uh, when Liberty Media took over, which is an American corp uh, media corporation, they signed the ESPN exclusive deal. Um, for broadcasting over here in America. And um, they also started working with Netflix to try to promote um, Formula One, which it worked. Yeah, <laughs> it, really it, it worked, work. definitely. And uh, from like someone that knows a lot of the background of F1, how accurate do you think Drive to Survive is to the true story? <laughs> they're, they're, it's reality TV, right? I mean, yeah. there is a lot of... Um, over exaggerations in, in drive to survive, especially but like driver to driver relationship. Um, but like when it comes to like racing intention, like that's the kind of stuff you want to grow the the sport. You know, that's the kind of mm -hmm. stuff you want because it gets people hooked. Yeah, it gets a story. It's like they're part of it. The mm -hmm. story, you know, they're developing as it goes on. Yeah, what I think drive to survive did really really well was. Uh, make the viewers feel like they really got to know the drivers. You mm -hmm. know, they, they, they spent a lot of time interviewing the drivers, having the drivers talk, going around doing like driver or like media stuff and all those things to where you kind of see what an F1 driver goes through and then top in the car. And then they talk about their, the race, their experience. I mean, it just really helps the viewer feel connected to the drivers in a deeper sense. Right. You know, not only that, I think the teams as well, uh, but I think that's where a lot of the drama is uh, artificial is they try to create these rivalries between teams that are a little more exaggerated than they should be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like <laughs> teammates, like, mm, yeah. 
what happened in Brazil, which we'll talk about a little bit later, is going to be juicy in the next Drive to Survive series. That's oh, yeah. damn sure, man. <laughs> I am ecstatic to see how they wrap this up and present it to oh, us. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, there honestly, was some drama, boys and girls. Honestly, like, not even just that race, like, the whole season, like, with the driver market and all those things in the midseason – the intense championship battle during the first half of the season between Ferrari and Red Bull, even though Red Bull dominated the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all going to be very, very over-dramatized, but it's going to make for great television. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I wonder how far they're going to go with some of it. Oh, pretty whoa, far, whoa, probably. Whoa. <laughs> pretty Whatever far. gets more viewers, that's probably what they're going <laughs> to <Yeah>. do. <laughs> Honestly. But, I don't blame them. I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, it, it's money, and they're growing the sport. And and to me, like that's a big thing for me too. Like as someone who played lacrosse in college, which is not a very you know well known sport throughout the country, watching that grow recently with the PLL has been exciting. And watching Formula One grow is is exciting to me because it's going to get the younger generation hooked, mm-hmm. and it's gonna it's gonna want it's gonna interest more people in cars in general, which is what we want. Like the car culture can be such an amazing place. Like you meet a ton of great people. Um, you make a lot of great friends and you develop a passion together. That's just like, I, I think is one of the most beautiful sports in the world. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. That's why we're probably the best of friends. <laughs> exactly. Just, that's just how it be, man. Exactly. Well, I took some cars. <laughs> Literally dude. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, the sprint race was, I mean, just packed full of action, right? Overtakes around every corner, just, I mean, brilliant. K-Mag had a, had a, a good race. I mean, obviously, he started from pole in the sprint race, but he, he's in a Haas, so it was inevitable that he would drop down the field. But he held on to P8, mm-hmm. which, which was pretty solid. Um, we had one safety car for a retirement of Alex Albon. Yep. And he didn't, and he ended up racing the next day though, right? Yeah, he did. He did race and finish the race in the Grand Prix uh, on Sunday. But I mean, there were just, Brazil is such a brilliant track. The mm-hmm. there's, it's a great layout to where you can keep the cars close without really compromising too much in the dirty air. And there's a lot of overtaking spots. Right. You know, when I tried to practice that on the sim, <laughs> you make it sound so easy it, <laughs> verbally. And I, <laughs> when I tried to go, I think it was like turn 10 or something. I, just, <laughs> I, I braked early and I tried to hit that outside line through and no, it, it did not go well. <laughs> car, car was done. <laughs> yeah. So what he's talking about is um, we do have a Twitch channel as well where, where um, I, I will be streaming some of some Formula One content, and maybe later on um, we'll even get Jordan involved in that as well. But um, we do have a couple of videos up on Twitch, and one of them was us trying to do a five-lap race from last to first um, with varying difficulties. Uh, <laughs> um, Jordan didn't finish the race. So if you want to see that, go check that out on Twitch on the, at the, the Backseat Drivers Pod. Um, <laughs> I hit replay like 30 times too. <laughs> this the F1 needs to figure the, the game needs to figure this out. If you hit replay 
with a gas pedal and then unpause and go back, why is the replay of what you just replayed canceled and then you're stuck just in the wall? Because <laughs> like, you started from that point after the replay. So yeah, because I go back and double replay. Because I suck and hit the wrong button. <laughs> I know. I get it. I can do math and apparently that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but uh, yeah, that was funny. I mean, I, I had to do a lot of replays too, but I was being a little over aggressive. Um, yeah, I were... mean, you had high difficulties going from 12th to, I think you ended up in fifth though, which is. I, I went from 20th to eighth, I believe. Oh, 20th to eighth. I think, yeah, I started a, a little mid pack because I goofed up the time. Well, that was my fault. I didn't set it up correctly, but that's all right. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten an official time anyway. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, it, the the sprint race definitely read, led to uh, uh, an interesting grid for Sunday, which I don't think a lot of people saw, um, which was the Mercedes lining up on the front row. Um, and they turned that into a one-two in the race, which was pretty fa fantastic. George Russell mm -hmm. is now a Formula One race winner. Yep. And he set the fastest lap around as well. So go him. Yeah. Yeah. Extra points in their, in their battle with Ferrari, but... I mean, that race was crazy from the start. Oh, for real. And you oh, know, my gosh. George just had a terrific start to begin with. He was already leading the pack out of turn one by like 0.2 seconds, I think. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And then it just kept getting, well, for George, better as he went on. Like the gap just continuously increased. Absolutely. But – I mean, right away, one of the things about one of the things we said going into last race was that there would be at least one safety car. And mm -hmm. we got that on the first lap when yeah. Daniel Ricardo, my guy, tagged K Mag. And I'm going to pull that up real quick. But I mean, what was it? Turn eight, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And three so minutes dude, in, I think, or a little less. not even. It was like 30 seconds in. It was literally the first lap. Perfect getaway. And there he is in the back. Mercedes, and they could take the speed through the and first two corners. Wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both out of the race. Ricardo oh, was man, looking for dude. Daniel. Like, just just one more time. Like <laughs> I just gotta yeah. see it one more time. Oh yeah, once I get it back down. Uh, I mean, Daniel was all at fault for that. Let's let's be real. Mm -hmm. There was there was no if ands or buts about who was at fault there. So poor K Mag after a great weekend. Perfect for both Mercedes, and they could take the speed through the first few corners. Daniel Ricciardo makes contact there with Kevin Magnussen, and there's a second. Man, the thing is though, Karma sometimes has a way of working its way back at you immediately. Yeah, but. Here's the but thing that I yeah, here's the thing that I don't like is without the the Haas rolling backwards into Daniel, they both would have kept going in the race. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately that tap that spun K Mag out, and it was an awkward corner because he got spun into the corner and then like where he ended up backwards was off camber and he just right. started rolling downhill. Yeah, so, I, think I mean, in his case, he just assumed the best scenario was for him to keep rolling off the track backwards. 
Yeah, yeah. Or he's just trying to adjust something on the wheel and is holding the brake, but is still still going backwards. So right, yeah. But it could be a slew of things. But yeah, the day ended up with both of them out of the race. Yep, exactly. And that was sad, especially for um, K Mag, who who had, I mean, just a brilliant race, a mm-hmm. brilliant race for or sprint race, but brilliant weekend overall. I mean, the weekend where he took pole position and in a fluke, but it was still incredible and yeah, then he helped off like the rest of the midfield. Yeah, exactly. He like, got to start first. Feeling. Like being and held on to it for a little bit. Light. Yeah, he, he did hold on to it for it was at least like two, three laps, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere yeah, I, th- I, I think it was three laps until until the big cars got DRS and then. Yeah, yeah, the there, big cars do what is. they do. The they horse powered their do. way out. <laughs> Horsepower well, and just better development. But yeah, arrow its way yeah. out. It's that USB C <laughs> port, bro. <laughs> yeah, those those wings. I mean, if they're they're for driver cooling, so like I get it, and it's the best way to get drivers cool, like through to to their legs, um, other than you know just the airflow coming in through the cockpit, but and mm-hmm. keep the car as aerodynamic as possible. Yeah, but I mean. Lap one safety car, we already knew that it was going to change the whole race. Mm -hmm. And then the first lap after the safety car comes in, we had not one, but two more collisions on, it was like lap eight, but it was like the second racing lap, third third racing lap, maybe. Yeah, because that safety car took a minute, right? Or no, that was the next one when everyone had to unlap themselves. Yeah, when uh, Lando's car... um, when Lando's car had a engine problem and stopped on track. Right. We'll get to that one next. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the first one, who else? I think you're having some uh, network connectivity. What in the world? Let's watch that over. Somehow, still ended up second and fifth. So like, on what? my end, that I don't know up. how. So on my end, it was just uh, showing like three pictures in total. It wasn't a video whatsoever. I think my but... Wi-Fi was sketchy. Let's yeah, I was again. gonna say you have some internet connectivity issues <laughs> oh man i lost the tab but i mean lewis and max like who would have guessed probably me if it was last season <laughs> mm, yeah but, and that ended up putting him at the back of the pack yeah i mean it put both of them at the back of the pack mm. for for a long time but uh max ended up getting 
the five second penalty for it, which mm-hmm. I yeah, originally that... thought was Lewis's fault, but I guess the stewards know more than I do. It's just one of those classic, like they're riding the the gray line between oh, whose fault Hamilton's... could it be, you know? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, let's see if this will... Now, this is what happened. Verstappen's ahead going into turn one. Hamilton now ahead go. going into there. Who's at first? I, yeah. I thought Lewis could have given Yeah, and at the yeah, same time from... Max's camera view, it looks like he turned into it just slightly as well. So that's just correcting the car. So I don't think that's that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he also had to make sure he stayed within the track too because he couldn't really go anywhere. So I do think Lewis could have given more space. But I understand why Max got the penalty. And because of what Max did later, which we'll get to, um, I'm not too mad about it. <laughs> I'm not too mad about it. But yeah, then, like he he gets what he gets after it was all said and done. Honestly, but then after like two more corners go by, that's it. Two more corners go by, and we have another contact between Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc. So we'll pull that one up. And <laughs> I was watching our reactions from this video um, from our live. Uh, when we watched it live together. Um, and I was so distraught. I was so distraught when I saw Charles get hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, yeah, we. Were, I think we were both just like, no. And, uh, looking back on it, you were hitting my shoulder and you're like, dude, I told you a Ferrari was going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I called it. A Ferrari was just going to lock up. But this is how it really went down. And so the wheel up towards turn six. Outside goes Charles Leclerc front and tire, back two. tire. With Lando Norris Ferrari and into the wall. And into the after one safety and that's car, where we, we thought it was well done. Here it is, Lago. However, here it is. But Charles kept going. He kept going. Yep. Changed his front wing, finished fourth. Yeah, he was good to go. And that that's a the great thing about the way these things were engineered. They just pop the whole front off, pop it back on. Good to go. Everything's plugged in, ready to go. Yeah, 10 second pit Fantastic. stop. Fantastic. And <laughs> I mean, 10 second pit stop isn't great, but I mean when your front wing is broken, yeah, <laughs> yeah. after you went into a wall, <laughs> like that's a pretty good, pretty good pit stop to get him back out on track. And I mean, he finished fourth. Like, that's crazy like coming from a wreck back to fourth like what a triumph honestly like, nailed it did a good job honestly. it was a, just a great race overall and charles was the one that originally had uh an engine replacement correct no carlos had the engine oh, engine okay, right. uh, engine component replacement so he had a grid penalty on sunday but fought his way back up and he he was in the podium mm-hmm. i mean yeah. the mercedes got a one two but I mean, the Carlos, Ferrari coming back. Yeah, Ferrari looked good. Um, P3 and P4. Fernando mm. Alonso, what a dude. P5, and then Max and Checo, six and seven. And, yeah, and Checo. Here comes the controversy 
from last weekend, yeah, which if you it? haven't heard about Max, I, I already am not a Max Verstappen fan. And this just made me dislike him so much more. So Max was faster, but he, uh, so he overtook Checo in hopes to get Fernando up front to get the team as much points as possible, even though they already won the championship and he already won the championship. So on Mm -hmm. all purpose, all intents and purposes, it was pointless. Pointless, right? And that's just for, you know, glory and pride. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was the faster car at the time because he was on fresher tires after the last safety car um, mm-hmm. where where Lando's engine gave out and he was stopped on track. And, I mean, so there's a tight battle in the, Constru- in the Constructors' Championship between Charles and Checo for second in the Drivers' Championship. Um, so I'm pulling up the points right now. Right, but yes, essentially they're they were tied at the moment before all this happened. No, right. Checo Checo was ahead. Oh, Checo was okay. ahead, yeah. and um, the way positions were were playing out was that um, it was looking like Charles and Checo were going to be tied if Max didn't give Checo back the spot, and if Max mm-hmm. did give back give Checo back the spot. Checo would be two points ahead of Charles going into this final race, which only helps his P2 odds. And Red Bull have never had a one, two in the, in the driver championship ever. Um, which is surprising considering Sebastian Vettel and Mark Webber, all those years of Red Bull dominance, but right. <laughs> I didn't even put those two together. They haven't had a one, two like that. No, never in the never in the drivers' championship. And yeah. as you can see here, Charles and Checo are tied on points because, despite team orders, Max refused to give Checo the spot back. And to me, I don't care what his what his reasons are. I you, you're playing a team. It, it really is a team sport. You you are competing against your teammate, but mm-hmm. when you've already won the championship. And your team is telling you to give your teammate back the position because that will help him in his driver's championship. He's not going for the number one anymore. He's really not competing with you anymore. Why not just give him the spot back? Yeah, exactly. And the, what, what he said over the radio, I'm just still confused about because he was explaining he had his reasons that he's talked about before. And I have yet to find these reasons anywhere. I know what these reasons are. Um, so in Monaco, you were up here for Monaco as well because it was my birthday. Um, so in qualifying, if you remember, it was Q3 with a minute and a half left. Everybody was on their flying laps, their final flying laps, and Checo spun and mm. crashed into the wall, um, which ruined Max's qualifying lap, which he probably would have ended up on pole position. But Max has been accusing Checo since Monaco uh, of him doing that on purpose. So there's been a a lot of speculation out there. I don't care what, like, there is so, there's so much division in even this. Like, some people think he did it on purpose. I personally don't. I think he just overcooked it on a, on a interesting track, on a very difficult track, the hardest of the year. 
Yeah, like and it just could be an honest mistake. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, these guys are on on flying qualifying laps. These guys are pushing these cars to the absolute limit. There is no margin for error. He yeah. had a little error. That's like yeah. that happens to everybody. Like, and the way Max just, I mean refuse team orders and then i mean apparently so what i do not condone are people going after his family right now apparently people are going after his dad his mom his sister and his girlfriend all all giving them death threats yeah, which is absolutely ridiculous that. like yeah it, i think it was a dick move but at the same time that i mean that just cannot happen that is not okay yeah didn't you get death threats once by a, a lacrosse family or like a lacrosse team just in a general lacrosse community yeah, yeah. community cuz what were you what were you playing we johnson playing and wales johnson and wales university so i played lacrosse at colorado mesa university which we were a division 2 school um we played a division 3 culinary school who wanted to come up and play with the big boys and uh we in lacrosse if you if you don't know there's a 90 second shot clock um so you have to put the ball on net or you just give the other team possession um well the other team never really had the chance to use the shot clock um <laughs> in the first half we were up 26 to nothing and that's very high for lacrosse typical lacrosse scores the highest on average are like 18 to 12 at like that's like a big differential and that's a high scoring game um but we were up 26-0 at the half we gave them an out at the half my coach went over asked the other coach do you guys just want to call it quits oh, and the like, other like coach see rule type thing yeah and the other coach said no let's keep playing um so we put up 53 on them overall um we ended the game eight minutes early after one of their kids got angry and sent one of our players to the hospital um and then the next day we were told to um turn off our social media for a while because we were getting some nasty messages uh all throughout little cross world um oh wow you know no one really Talks about all the records we we set that night. Uh, <laughs> most people only talk demolished about... them and put them to the curb. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we gave them an out. We tried to be respectful. In our minds, we we believed this. If if we held the ball for ninety seconds and just rolled it into the corner for them during the last couple seconds of the shot clock and just gave them possession just for them to turn it over again, what's the point of that? I feel like that's more insulting than us playing them. I mean. Obviously, we took our starters out out right. quick, like really quick. We pulled everybody really quick, and we were playing most of our freshmen, right? And, I mean, it's just one of those things where small school tries to go to – tries to go play at the time, you know, we were coming off a, a, a Final Four appearance. Right. And yeah. we – you know, we were a D2 powerhouse at the time, and, I mean – yeah, so death threats are not never okay. And the fact that, like, if you have a problem with Max, like, okay, you can talk crap about Max. I'm doing it right now. One, I will never wish death on Max ever. That is never something I would wish for for anybody. But, I mean, to send it to people that aren't even involved in the in the controversy, like his girlfriend, his sister, his mom, and his dad, like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, they had no influence on his decision, you know? And it's rather despicable for them to assume, like, if they even did, to even 
put action to it like they are with death threats and messages and all that stuff. Yeah. Not to say what Max did is indeed, uh, you know, it's confrontational and it creates a divide of sides, but there's still no reason to do stuff like yeah. that. Absolutely not. So, so all the people that are hating on Max's family, get it together. But also yeah. Max, get it together. Yeah, Max, don't be a dick. It's like, a, I mean, it's the last race of the season this weekend in Abu Dhabi. Um, we we had free practice one and two today. We had seven um, rookie drivers take place in the session. Logan Sargent took place so he could get the other uh, another uh, championship point for completing 100 kilometers in a F1 car and an f1 practice session which he got um so that means he just needs to finish sixth or higher in the f2 championship this weekend um one race is tomorrow one race is on sunday so i would highly recommend tuning into those because um if you want to see an american driver in f1 which i think we both personally do um this this is the weekend that will decide it because he, he has the contract he has the seat all he needs are the points yeah, so it'd be great to see it happen. Like, can you imagine the crowds in Texas if we finally had an American driver? On the I line? mean, there's going to be three U.S. Grand Prix next year. Like, it's going to be insane. Las Vegas, Texas, and, and Miami. Miami. So you have two of the biggest party cities in the country. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Austin, which is another, I mean, it's just, just its thriving own culture. Country. Yeah. yeah, honestly, like Austin has its own thriving culture and I mean, Austin is fantastic as well, but I mean, Vegas and Miami, when there's an American driver next year, I mean, they're already almost sold out of Vegas. I can't imagine what happens after this weekend if Logan Sargent gets this, uh, gets enough points. And he did qualify in um, F2 qualifying today. He qualified fifth. So um, there is a reverse grid for tomorrow's race for the top 10. So the person in 10th will start first and so on um but the big race on sunday with the feature race as they call it will um be back to that great order that they qualified in today so all he has to do is is outscore some people and remain in the top six in the in the driver's championship and he's got enough points and he'll be in f1 next year and he's good to go but we unfortunately have to say goodbye to three drivers after this abu dhabi it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be rough. We have Vettel and uh, shoot, it's not K Mag. No, it's Schumacher. Schumacher, right? And Daniel Ricardo. So three, I mean, three really likable guys. Three very different reasons on why they're leaving. Uh, well, I guess Danny and Mick are kind of similar, but um, so Nico Hulkenberg has been officially announced as the Haas second driver behind Kevin Magnussen next year, which has effectively um, kicked Mick Schumacher out of Formula One for now. He, it is rumored that he will take uh, a reserve role at Mercedes. Um, Same with Danny Rick and Red Bull. Exactly, exactly. And I'm pretty sure at this point everybody knows. Um, right on cue, it's my fiance calling me, telling me she's coming home from work. <laughs> right on cue. All what right, did I honey, say? I just I gotta <laughs> tell you about the day I had today. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, right on cue every week. It's like, she, you think she'd know better by now. I'm calling you out on the podcast, Sierra, but oh, well, um, I I heard that, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) shit, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, 
yeah, so Daniel obviously getting kind of shafted by McLaren um, and Oscar Piastri taking that seat. Um, and Seb Vettel um, retiring after 13, 14 years in Formula One. Mm-hmm. Calling it quits after this year, and this will be his final race. So, uh, Donkey Seb. Um, Seb is a four-time world champion. He was a four-time world champion with Red Bull. Four consecutive world championships. Um he he went to Ferrari, um, had an amazing, amazing career with Ferrari, but just came up short to in the championship to Lewis almost every year. And it um, just happened to be a good year for Red Bull or not Red Bull, sorry, Mercedes. Mercedes too. every they, year. Every they year. Inter- they integrated uh the DOS after that, didn't they? Well, that was 2020, but mm-hmm. um once the turbo hybrid era came about in 2014, that's when Mercedes really just started demolishing everybody nobody had a better turbo hybrid engine than they did um but i mean he he was the youngest race winner and the youngest pole setter at the time um when when he was with toro rosso which uh, is now alfatari um in in monza um in 2007 um where uh he he Got pole on a rainy day, rained throughout the race, and and stole the win away from the big teams at 21 years old. Right, but see, that's um, the beautiful thing about rain. It's like I, I'm sure I've we've said this a hundred times. It's the great equalizer. Exactly, it, it turns it from a, a a race about the cars to the race about the drivers. Exactly, and I think that's something that's fantastic to see every once in a while. As an engineer, exactly. I do enjoy seeing how these cars perform. So rain, yeah, is still not the best. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, it makes for great racing. Um, and like you said, it is the great equalizer. Um, true drivers really shine in the rain. Um, but after that, he signed with Red Bull for five years, I believe, and won four consecutive world championships, moved to Ferrari, and is now retiring at Aston Martin after two years with the, with the green team. Um, Seb. What a lineup for his career, though. Red Bull, Ferrari, Aston Martin. Like, can you, like, just saying that you were part of those teams? It's just yeah. Like, ew, it would give me goosebumps if I was him. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, Seb is one of the most humble people on the grid. Um, he he has mm-hmm. been in, in super influential in the Grand Prix Drivers Association, which is an advocate for the drivers. Um, to make sure everything is safe and um, to bring camaraderie amongst the drivers, um, Mm -hmm. especially because these drivers can go through hard times, especially in crashes. And I mean, a a huge 50 G shunt on the car going 200 miles an hour is going to shake anybody up. Um, Mm -hmm. But Max shared a really touching moment uh, with that. He had with Seb where um, in his really nasty hit with Lewis and Silverstone last year, um, Seb was waiting at his motorhome um for max to get back from the hospital and when max got there seb was checking in on him making sure he was okay and wow and yeah just wanted to talk and make sure max was good i mean seb is one of the most amazing people on the grid and it will be very sad to watch him leave um but uh like lewis said i think he'll be back yeah he's he is just too legendary to not come back but you know mate he he would be fernando did it True. I think that'll be the guy to refuse coming back if it were, though, if it were to come to that push comes to shove. Here's you know, I I just I see him going into like being an environment impact activist or something of the sort because he already has a huge foothold in 
in that with his current influence. And I know he's huge about it. So like, I don't, why would you be surprised if that ended up being his full-time job afterwards? Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you can take the driver out of racing, but you can never take the racing out of a driver. Um, and my view is Fernando came back after two years away. Seb, I, he's definitely going to do, uh, he's going to spend a lot more time with his family and he is going to do great things in the community and around the world. Um, but give it two years. He'll come back. <laughs> He'll come back. His, his hero, his mentor, Michael Schumacher, the one of the greatest of all time, in, in my opinion, Sorry, Lewis, you're up there, but Michael's still the GOAT. Um, Michael took a sabbatical, came back. His counterpart at Ferrari, Kimi Raikkonen, took took a sabbatical and came back. Fernando Alonso did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Seb will do it too. I, I also think that um, give it one to two years and Daniel Ricciardo and Mick Schumacher will both be back in the F1 championship. Uh... I think that's kind of dependent on how well these younger drivers end up doing. Like if they end up pulling, you know, a max for Stappen out of the hat with some of these younger kids, they, you may not see other drivers come back, but at the same time, some, some midfield drivers may leave and they see the potential of grabbing a, a retired legend and bringing him back. I mean, Nico Hulkenberg's back. Hulkenberg. I never thought that, I never thought that would happen, but here he is. He's got a race seat for 2023. I, I the drama that's going to happen in Haas is going <laughs> to be insane. Yeah, like, um, they hate each other. They hate each other. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, all the drivers say this. Like Max and Checo today were even saying, "Oh yeah, we talked about it internally. We're all fine." That. It's PR. It's, it's a PR stunt, 100%. Max and Checo are definitely not going to be the best of friends. Um, in fact, we found this <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram from F1 Trolls. <laughs> if you can't see it, he pulls up a gun. Oh, honestly, I mean, you mess with the wrong dude, bro. Like, oh boy. After, and here's my thing too. Sorry, we're back on Max and Checo, but Max's championship last year would not have been won without Sergio Perez. It yeah, would actually, not have been won without Sergio Perez. I had a meme that kind of summarized everything Checo did this season for Max. It was, on one, it was on one of those thumbnails I sent you. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. All right. So I'm just going to read them off because it's not going to show very well on the screen. But in Monaco of last year, uh, Sergio Perez overcut Lewis Hamilton to sixth place and Max won the race. Uh, Azerbaijan last year. Um, these are, I guess these are all last year. So um, <laughs> uh, Sergio Perez does not allow Lewis Hamilton to pass him all race in the second at the second startup after the red flag. Hamilton overcooks it and uh, ends up 16th. And Checo won the race. France, due to position that uh, made Hamilton not go into the pit, um, Max caught up, passes Lewis, and won the race. Silverstone, he took the fastest lap away from Lewis. In Turkey, Louis, or Sergio defended Lewis to the, I mean, ridiculous defense um, and leaves Hamilton in fifth and Max got second. In Texas last year, 
Sergio made Hamilton do uh, early uh, too early of a pit stop to prevent an undercut in Max 1. In Brazil of last year, he took the fastest lap away from Lewis. And in Abu Dhabi of last year, he held Lewis up for 10 seconds and made like Hamilton a skip a pit stop in order for him to lose the uh, in order to not lose position on the safety car. And because of that, Max had fresher tires, overtook him in and one race. Yeah. And that was the championship. So without Sergio Perez, Max would not have won last year's championship. This year, yeah, he would have. Um, but without Sergio Perez last year, he would not have won the championship. And the the fact that he did him so dirty like that is just unforgivable in my book. I don't mm-hmm. I don't care what his reasons are or if they talked it out. It's still like that's still a dick move. Yeah. And you know, I think we had this conversation a while back when we were talking about uh, Ford versus Ferrari when they had all three Fords pulling up and we were like, what would you do if you're Ken Miles? Like, would you slow down because your team told you to, or would you just say, screw you and floor it? And, uh, you know, they made Ford out to look like, uh, or uh, no, it wasn't Ford, the, the CEO. The Iacocca, but yeah, I mean, Henry Ford the second too. They made Henry, well, Henry they Ford made the him second look was like, kind of a dick, but so yeah, was Lee Iacocca. Not the Iacocca, it was the other guy. The Iacocca was the better guy. Yeah, there's like the guy in four that wanted to just screw Ken Miles over and he did everything he could, you know, make him slow down. Don't don't max the RPMs and all just everything he could possibly control. He tried to and yeah, ended up ruining some 10 mile records, but made for a great picture because yeah, it is an amazing movie. I mean, I don't know. I would have slowed down to where it was close enough, but I still would have like punched it right at the line to make sure I was over the line first, probably. No. Um, okay, Max. But well, hold on. <laughs> if I was in Max's shoes last week, I would have given Checo the position back. Mm-hmm. Without but the thing is, you're humble. <laughs> there was a there was three years ago. I was not. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, you, you know, age does mature, age does mature, you duh. Um, I've matured over the years, and, <laughs> and that has, you know, definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things. But if I was in Max's position last week, I already had the championship in the bag, I would have given Checo the position back, no second thought. Yeah, I think with room for Max for a loop, though, is he had no mental preparation for it. And he was just they told him like three laps to go, uh, let Chet go through. And he was just like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Well, no, he knew what they were talking about. He just didn't want to listen. Yeah, um, like, I'm sure he knew exactly where Checo stood in position and, and what would they happen. were updating him. That's something a race engineer does. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Here's my theory with that whole situation, though. Checo's contract is up in 2024. Daniel Ricciardo slides back in the Red Bull seat. Ooh. I, I don't not see that happening. Like, it, it's very viable. I, I do not think Sergio gets another contract extension if Max keeps winning championships. Mm-hmm. And Red Bull is also a team that is known for switching their drivers out mid-season very regularly yeah you're look right, back right. to look back to 2019 with uh alex albon and pierre gasly yep they're a hump and dump type of team for sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean 
Yeah, I mean, and Max, you know, Max is not the asset that they're going to give away. Yeah, uh, I don't think you'll ever lose Max if you're Never. Red Bull. And, you know, I tried to do that in the in the fantasy racing team we have, but I just – I didn't have the money. <laughs> I couldn't do it. He's, expensive. He's too expensive. Yeah. Like, and that's what's <laughs> messed up about that game too, especially if you don't take advantage of the long-term contracts because they're the same price either way. Yeah, I mean, it's based off their performance, and, you know, the teams have a budget cap. I, I like it. I, I like it. I think they should make the the duration of contract time a function of the money. So that way it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sign Max up for six races, Red That's... Bull up for six races, and make it okay. the same price as if I was just leasing you know, a filler for one race. <laughs> I see your point on that, and I agree. I agree. I get that. Like, I if – yeah. I, I agree. I'm just going to leave it there. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for Mick, at least, for Mick Schumacher, um, Audi's in the sport in 2026. Oh, that's confirmed. Yeah, Audi I is. thought that they uh, got skittish and didn't want to follow through. That was Porsche with Red Oh, Porsche. Uh, Too many exotic cars. Same car company. They're owned by the same people. Um, Volkswagen. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um but <laughs> like i was trying to say before uh my failed german accent um german team german driver with a name like schumacher attached to it he'll be back in 2026 if not sooner i mean he is a young talent i think he's still still got develop development to go but he, he is very talented and i could 100% seam in Formula One um, again here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but let's talk about K-Mac telling Hulkenberg to suck his balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this oh this God. was at the uh, this was at the 2017 Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, the video I found doesn't really give the audio. I think Netflix owns that audio, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but describe it. Yeah, we can describe it. So uh, K-Mag and Hulkenberg, when Hulkenberg was at Renault um, in 2017. It was a midsummer afternoon. <laughs> it was a midsummer afternoon uh, when K-Mag pushed Hulkenberg off the track. And mid-Dutch, or not Dutch, he's he's Danish. Mid-Danish interview, uh, Hulkenberg comes over and taps K-Mag on the side and goes, keep it up, most unsporting driver on the grid, mate. Keep it up. And K-Mag turns to him and goes, because he has to look up because K-Mag's a short little guy, looks up and goes, suck my balls, mate. <laughs> and then just like, keeps on with his interview. Yeah, and the thing was, they were so smiley about it, too. They are like, hey, you're fucking terrible. Like, Yeah, they hate balls, each other, like, man. Yeah. There's, I mean, this this upcoming season of Drive to Survive is going to be wild. Next, mm -hmm. the, 20, the one that will get released in 2024 will probably be even more wild with these inner driver rivalry or inner team rivalries because Mac or K Mag and um Hulkenberg hate each other. Pierre mm -hmm. Gasly and Esteban Ocon hate each other. Esteban Ocon's a terrible teammate, anyways, but that's besides the point. Mm -hmm. And Max and Checo aren't getting along right now, so that could very well go into next season. I anticipate going oh I I fully seasons. expect it too. And you know what the thing is that I think is going it's like the cherry on top to this whole thing. 
I, I saw Vettel as kind of the glue to the whole F1 team. He was the one that kept everyone at bay, you know, make everyone's friends with each other. Now he's gone. They, so they it's just going to turn into absolute chaos because you don't have that guy that's just willing to take Lewis is going to take that rollover. Lewis is going to take that rollover. Get this. Lewis took, Lewis took all 20 drivers, well, I guess 19 other drivers, out to dinner to celebrate Seb. Um, oh, that was Lewis's call, huh? It was Lewis's call. He picked up the tab and everything. Wow. Um, and he took them all out to celebrate Seb a couple days ago. And they seem to all be having a good time. Um, mm-hmm. I think Lewis will probably take that role over as, you know, kind of the wily vet that, you know, it will, will help drivers with certain things. Lewis is already, you know made his humanitarian um goals known um so i I do see lewis taking that role fernando's the other old wily vet he's not going to take that role he just wants to win uh which i love fernando for yeah i mean he has become a much nicer guy since he won his championships at Renault back in 06 07 but (laughs) um yeah he he he's he's just like I, i love fernando he just wants to win but um, Lewis will probably take that role over, but I agree. I think Seb really held the grid together for for the last couple of years while he's been at Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see how next year goes. I think it's going to be an exciting year. Mercedes looks like they're going to be very, very competitive next year. Um, Ferrari back up in the competitive league as well. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. Um, they made great improvement from last season. Yeah, they're, doing, they're, they're figuring it out. So I know. Sure. I know. And I'm a Ferrari fan, but f- fire Bonato, and I'll believe you're going to make some progress. <laughs> but I, I see what you mean, though. You want them to do well, so you're having very low expectations just in case you don't, so you're not as disappointed. Yeah, I bet uh, after the first race that Charles would win the World Drivers' Championship. Like money? Yeah. Oh, well, you, you, you lost it. Was, it was like a dollar, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you lost that bet. It was, like a, it was like a $500 payout at the time. So I was like, hey, why not? Yeah, like a dollar for 500 <laughs> <Designed> <laughs> yeah. This is not sports betting advice because I'm terrible at it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I asked you for a recommendation in respect to Devin for like what to bet for hockey. And he ended and you ended up choosing one, and then they ended up losing. We got so mad. And I'm like, that's betting for you. You fully accepted losing that money once you start. Sports are unpredictable. That's, um, that's that's betting. Yeah. But, yeah, there are a lot of drivers who don't like each other next year. So that will be very, very interesting. But as far as this race goes, um, I think Max has got it in the bag. Dude, he looks so fast today. Um, there was just no stopping him, dude. I mean, and he, okay, here's another point. I'm sorry, I gotta go back to this because I keep just thinking about how much of a dick Max is. But um, if if Checo doesn't get P2 tomorrow or Sunday in the championship, that is, that is going to define their relationship for next year. If it's all good and he finishes above a chart above Charles on Sunday, then I think it'll be fine. But if he, if Charles beats Checo on Sunday, that's where I think Checo will never forgive Max, especially if it's only by two points. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like once once it's all said and done and the points are distributed, I, that, that's when it's going to hit him, and that just rage is probably going to internalize. Yeah, and I mean, who for, could blame like, him? For sure. But yeah, and I don't think Max will be – well, he'll probably, he probably won't have the ability per se to, to help Checo out much because their pace today was quite, quite drastic. No. Um, Checo was seven tenths behind Max in practice. So, oh, wow. yeah, that's... um, there's a that's a big gap. Mm-hmm. That's a big gap, and I think Max is going to run away with the win. Um, you don't think yeah. George has a chance? Here, hot topic time. That's a weird face. <laughs> yeah, we got the double chin. Let's see. I know, bro. In the, the I don't have a double chin. It's just no a lack of everything. Yeah. I'm not looking good right now, but it's okay. It's for a good cause. Yeah, I commend um, you for it, man. Like it's it's, it's a real thing. And, I appreciate well, it. I, I mean, appreciate the beard it. is a real thing too. Just oh, barely. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> it's not great, but it's here. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, shit, where was I going with this? Okay, hot topic time. Right. Um, George won last race. Lewis wins this race. Oh, that's your prediction. That's my prediction. Lewis will win. Mm. Um, The real prediction that matters in my mind is I do believe Charles will finish above Checo. Um, So I do believe Charles will get P2 in the Constructors' Champion or Drivers' Championship. Sorry. Um, But I do think Lewis will win the race. And I really hope Max has an engine failure. Um, No crashes or anything, just an engine failure. He doesn't deserve to finish this race. Yep. I mean, it's it's the last race of the season. We'll see how well they tacked in those fatigue calculations for these motors. Yeah, but his engine them. hasn't failed since like the first race of the season. He or no, since Australia. Sorry, mm-hmm. third race of the season. He's due for an engine blow up. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Like we truly will. But I I I do suspect some engine failures. Is it from Lewis? I, I don't know. That's was, where I think the Ferrari is going. It was a ninety-one degrees. Uh, track or uh, outside air temp uh, in Saudi Arabia so, or Abu Dhabi. Sorry, um, yeah. today for practice. So, could you we'll imagine see. the amount of just sand particles running through? Abu oh, Dhabi? dude, like yeah, it has I mean, to be a problem, right? They were talking about it with the track surface. Oh, um, man. it makes wow. the tracks really slippery in some areas, like right off the bay where the, where the wind's breezing. Mm-hmm. Um, it blows a lot of sand and dust onto the track to where offline and and there's the new turn nine of this track is a super fast corner it's like the the last corner in uh um in monza the parabolica Mm -hmm. um it's almost exactly like that just going the opposite direction no wow um and it's really fast but if you go offline it's right by the bay so that's where a lot of sand is offline and we saw a couple drivers have a lot of snaps of oversteer and some spins uh, in practice today there. So turn nine is definitely one to watch out for in the race. Um, it is also a good overtaking opportunity because it's right at the end of a DRS. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this, I mean, these cars have been great. Uh, they, they did what they set out to do, which was closer racing. And I think they've achieved that in, in a good way. Is there more progress to be made? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But as of right in the first year of these regulations, bravo, Formula One. You did a great job. Yeah. For a first year, go around. You did You did well. You did good, bud. You the did cars good. are big and heavy, but they do what you want them to do. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy to see the generation of F1 as years pass and how they've evolved from just being longer to wider to longer to wider. And it's just so on yeah, so forth until they have just infinite downforce. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one picture that I'm going to try to find. Um... Yeah, my predictions, I think George second, Lewis third, and I... Max first. I I hate to say it. I think so. I think uh, Checo comes fourth though. Fourth. Mm -hmm. Where do you think Charles will finish? Just right behind him. Right behind him. Uh, yeah, I, I expect some unfortunate things to happen in the in the pole positions, but what we want to happen in the latter positions. I get that. I mean, I. I, I see I see honestly I really just don't want Max to win. Um <laughs> I really just I, don't. I don't either, but he's just he, too stinking man. good, man. He looks so fast today, dude. I mean so just fast. Flying, huh? But yeah, and they're I at mean, lower elevation too, yeah. Yeah, they're at sea level yeah, this week. So like and I bet the Red Bulls are just cooking. They're loving that oxygen. The and the straight lines, because that's where they really, really excel is in the straight lines. But Dang. here's this good, video of the catching them. Yeah, size difference in Formula One cars. So this is the 2007 Renault that uh Fernando won the championship in in 07. And there's the current car. I mean, massive difference. Yeah, like go-kart to semi-truck. Literally, I mean, crazy difference. It, it's, it's unreal. So, I mean, the developments have come a long way. Technology's come a long way, blah, 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 blah. That's why we get these huge race cars. But mm -hmm. the racing is exciting. I mean, last week was a great example of that. Uh, this track, there were modifications made to it last year to make it a better racing track. And I think they did that last year. Mm -hmm. Um and I think it'll happen again this year. Um, I think it'll obviously because of the new regulations. I think these cars will will provide some good overtakes and some good racing, especially in the midfield. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and then another thing we got to predict is who gets P two in the constructor championship: Ferrari or Mercedes? Whoa! They are nineteen points apart. Ferrari ahead. That's a tough one. I, my gut feeling is Ferrari's going to keep it, but what if an engine failure happens? That's What's what going to happen. What if Mercedes gets one, two? Then, oh, how the tables turn or turntables. How the turntables. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's what I'm thinking too. If Ferrari has a good weekend, I, I can see them third and fourth again. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I still don't think they'll be. I still don't think they'll beat the Mercedes. I think the Mercedes have shown great pace. Um, however, I, I do think the Red Bulls are the quickest car on this particular track, but I don't think Checo will beat Charles. You don't think so? You don't think it's going to happen? I don't. I don't. In, in practice today, Charles was quite a bit faster, even when he said he was having pace problems. So hmm. I'm... Yeah, that I mean that has some good faith to it when he's says he's going slow, but he's still going fast. Yeah, and I'll, Carlos, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give Carlos has been consistent all year, so we'll see what Carlos can do. But um, I do think Ferrari's going to hold on to it because even if Mercedes gets a one-two and Ferrari gets a three-four, uh, Ferrari keeps it. So uh, that's 
that's where I'm kind of thinking the race will go because I do think Max will retire, hopefully, of an engine failure. Like I said, I'm not wishing for him to crash or anything, but uh, yeah, just I have it lock up and pull to the side, and then then we'll be good. We don't need a remake of Haas going through a barrier. Oh no, 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 no. Um, that was still awesome amazing. Cap, though that was an engine failure. No, that was yeah, uh, unfortunate circumstance, but luckily he's alive. So, yeah. um, that's you know what's important. These cars are really safe now, but uh, yeah, I mean this is gonna be crazy, dude. Um, there's a lot of storylines going into this last race. McLaren fighting Alpine for P4 in the constructors, um, trying to get. Let's see if Mick Schumacher can can get up into the points on his final F1 race for now. Um, I'd like to see Haas go up the field, honestly. And they're moving up. They were last last year. They're second from last this year. Yeah. <laughs> they're still not Williams. Yeah, um, <laughs> Haas is just a great company overall. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be it. They make fantastic CNC machines. So for them to not be all refined in F1 kind of confuses me. Yeah, their NASCARs aren't great either, but that's a different story as well. Yeah, different um, departments, different people. Same. A lot way. less people in in the NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> um, True. Yeah, Formula One's expensive, but uh, I, I don't know. And I, my prediction for Seb, P8. I think Seth finishes his career on a, on a high note, finishing P8. Yeah. Um, I, I think he will uh, – I think he'll end on a strong note because there's there's that's the only way Seb, Seb knows how to do it. Yeah, and he you know he's a fantastic driver. He's going to give it all he's got because it's Abu Dhabi, baby. It's the last race of the season. Like, it's going to be good. <laughs> you know, I think they picked this one for last for a reason. You always go out with a bang to remember for next season. You know, so you're going to remember this race and it's going to make you want to <laughs> continue on to watch the next season. I mean, so, shit, look at last Buckle, year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. So One I'm of the most controversial you, races of all time. Put on your six-point safety harness and, like, get ready for the ride of a lifetime Sunday. It's going to be good. Absolutely. The race is, unfortunately, at 6 in the morning Colorado time. So uh, I will be up to watch it. Um, yeah, I probably I won't. The recording. <laughs> yeah, I probably will not stream this one mainly because I will look like I just woke up, um, and probably not be able to function too well. Um, I can watch race cars, but probably can't talk about them at six in the morning. So yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not this chipper at six a.m. No, like, definitely not. I mean, it's six thirty p.m. <laughs> like twelve oh, yeah. hours makes a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it. I think it will be a great race. Um, and I, I do think Seb will finish on a high note. I, I really hope Daniel finishes on a pretty good note as well. Yeah, just honestly, all of them. They, yeah. They, hopefully they they get some points for it. We got three, three very likable guys, three good drivers all leaving the sport this year. And it is it is sad, but that's life. That's motorsport. That's Formula One. Um, mm -hmm. it, and that's, you know, that that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that make it exciting, but um, reality TV show exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm telling you, if you didn't catch our reactions, we were just screaming like little girls, I swear. It was just, oh, my God. So They're up. Our reactions are up on Facebook. So are the streams of us watching the sprint race and the Grand Prix from last weekend. Um, it was awesome to have you up here, man. Um, yeah, loved it. Loved it. Echo misses you greatly. 
Oh, I that, that that just melted my heart. She was just laying on my jacket all day. Like yeah. Oh, so that, that Jordan so left his uh, one of his hoodies up here, and my my pup because uh, Jordan lived with Echo her first year and a half of life. Um, so she loves him greatly, but uh, he left his hoodie here, and she was sleeping on it all day, all day. She missed oh. you. <laughs> All I got is just some meowy cats over here. <laughs> uh, I miss Echo. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But hopefully, um, here soon, hopefully, uh, I will be able to go down in Junction and we'll be able to do a full show together yeah, instead of just fun. some live race reactions. Because after this race, we're done with Formula One for a while. It's uh, it's time to look into some other motorsports we can watch. You're going to have to fill the time with something else. I, I, bet, I bet there's like something in World Rally Champion or some motocross. We'll and find And we can really get into the engineering stuff here too. <laughs> you just wait. The day that you see a whiteboard behind me, just know you're in trouble. <laughs> I have one in my office. <laughs> if my car could fit it, I'd put it in my trunk and go, but my car cannot fit it. It's going to be um, good. I'm going to tell you about spring and damper systems and <laughs> oscillation and differential equations. Just kidding. I won't go that far. <laughs> if you want to be an engineer, you have to go pay $50,000 like I did. So. <laughs> or more. Yeah, or more. Actually, I only spent, I guess, more or less fifteen grand, And it's almost done. That money's, I'm almost paid off completely. Nice. Like, oh, yeah, it's it's been it's been a journey trying to just live like I'm broke and just pay off loans. But I'm telling you, man, it's I think it's going to be worth it. Like, yeah, absolutely. And you know, when I went into engineering, I had to I did you know some basic calculations. Like, okay, if I assuming I make you know sixty k a year as a starting engineer, how long is it going to take until I pay off my college loans, all that fun stuff? And yeah, like it, all the mass adding up to what I expected. You know, I'm almost debt free, and it's only been two years. Yeah. So it's going to be good. Yeah, Got plenty absolutely. of things coming up. I'm going to get that 400Z from you. And <laughs> it's going to be great, boys and girls. Yeah. I got, I'm going to get two girly Zs in the garage. <laughs> Speaking of Zs, um, if you haven't seen our new cover photo on Facebook, go check it out. We had a lot of fun doing this. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's us wearing suits and our driver helmets um, posing next to our cars. We thought it was funny. Hope you guys do, too. Um, if you don't already, please make sure to uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. If you like our content, um, please give us a like. It really helps us out. And if you want to see us talk about anything else, um, please leave it in the comments. Formula One's coming to a close. And, uh, we, we are taking a break for the holidays next week. But after that, we'll do an Abu Dhabi recap and um, get into some new topics. But um thank you everyone for taking your friday um and or if you're watching this on the replay thank you for watching us talk about formula one for an hour and 15 minutes um but yeah go make sure to like us on all of the platforms including tiktok we have a tiktok now um which we put out our funniest content on um <laughs> but uh once again i i just want to want to wish seb vettel well in his future endeavors um, Seb, you will be missed, Donkey Seb. Um, but for Jordan Merrill, I'm Marcus Morgan, and we have been the backseat drivers. So long. So goodbye to you have to say it, baby. And now, since I'm so cold, you want to try.